Hey, uh, great to see you. 11.04am Sunday, the 15th, is it, of July. We're five months into this whole church deal that we put our hand up to. And we're, we're super excited in what God is doing. And I, I went up to Hillsong during the week. We drove up, 10 hour up, 10 hour back. Kids were pretty good. Jude probably cried for half an hour out of the 10 hours, which I think is pretty good. Um, and Bella was good, uh, pretty good. She asked a lot of questions. And it's just, it's just a great age. It's really fun. So that was an amazing week. I hadn't been for 12 years. Um, so just for multiple reasons. Um, but really was impacted. Um, people, I've learned enough now that my answer to how are the sermons is very different because my perspective of conferences and messages and worship, it's all different. It's more about what God's actually doing beneath the surface of the message and what's actually happening in the encounter time, the challenge time, the appropriating the message time. Like today, I'll say some things and we can step into appropriating it for our life and making adjustments and asking him to help us. So I was very much in that mode and the Lord just beautifully wrecked me the whole week. But I did this morning of classic songs and it wasn't a nostalgic reminiscing time. It was a, this is how far you've come time. This is what I've done in your lifetime. This is where you were back then when you were worshiping and that's where we had some issues and now you're here and I was there the whole time and there were great moments in that when I might have thought there wasn't and I shunned some songs and shunned some churches and said, no, I'm over here and over the last five years, the Lord's really brought me back into valuing every stream and every church and saying, you know what, there's glory on everything. There's glory on the Catholic church. There's glory on the Anglican church. Every denomination has glory on it. The Lord loves them. What they value and, and position themselves to be and do and receive from Him, He meets them where they are hungry, what they want. And this week was just an incredible week of impact for me. I was challenged and stirred. It wasn't a week where I'm like, oh, we're changing everything. It's easy to step into that. We see Hillsong, we see the way they run things, 2,000 volunteers that take annual leave. It's not just a cool thing. It's like a spirit of serving and whatever it takes and sacrifice. So we gle- I'm gleaning at the same time as getting wrecked. Personally getting wrecked, but then gleaning. And, and my mate Joanne Wilson just bumped into Joanne. Joanne goes every year. Um, it's a really big deal for her in her walk with the Lord that she takes out time. And I didn't really know, but we just literally, not literally bumped in, but we literally walked close to each other. And we said hello, and we had a great chat for 20 minutes, and we said, we're here solo, see you later. Um, and that was awesome. And um, so, yeah, it was just an amazing week. And the theme of the conference was there is more. There is more. And what I don't want to do post-conference is come and regurgitate everything. But I do want to talk this morning about there is more. It was the theme of the conference and no one really spoke on it, but it was more a thread that was right through the conference. And I really want to prophetically declare and share and encourage you this morning that there is more. We hear it. We're aware of the statement We've prayed the prayer on altar calls at youth camps when we were teenagers, at conferences all over Australia and maybe the world. We've prayed the prayer, God, I want more. And I really want to stamp that this morning 
more than a sermon, more than just something that I've put together, and just to say to you that there is more. Wherever you are at in life, there is more. Whatever, however your marriage is looking, however your relationships are looking, there is more. Whatever you've been told about God, there is more. Whatever you've been told about another person, there is more to them. There is more. You know, the creation story was an incredible story of God creating the earth. He didn't just stop on light. He said, no, no, there's more. There's going to be sea and sky. And then he didn't just stop. He said it was good, but he wasn't just happy with sea and sky, with the great division, the expanse, the separating. He wasn't just happy about that. He said, no, there's more. And he kept going, land, vegetation, and there's more. There, there's, the, there's the creatures in the, in the air that, that, are, that are flying. And then there's the fish in the sea. And he created that. And it's amazing. And he's like, okay, that's great, but there's more. He didn't just stop. He wasn't just happy with light. He wanted cattle and horses. He wasn't just happy with birds. He wanted a moon. He wasn't as happy with stars. He wanted fish. Like he's a God of more. He's ever increasing. He doesn't stand still. He's not evolving, but he's revealing more. He's created once and once for all, but there's so much to him. So it's as if there's more. He's unraveling. He's unpacking. Our, our imagination, our revelation, our information, our position. The, the Bible talks about the, the manifold wisdom of God. It means multifaceted. So we're continually getting glimpses of who he is, that there is more. That we might have encountered God in 1981 way, but there is more today. We might have encountered him at a conference in 2012 where everything changed within us. But guess what? There is more for you today. Hebrews says, we're not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but one who believe there is more for your life. Things that you're believing for, the person that you want to become in him, there is more. I want you to lift your hearts and lift your heads and straighten up your back this morning because there's more. He's a God of more. And this can be a simple sermon or it can change your life. There is more. There is more. More means something happens that wasn't previously. More means something different. More means something new. More means something fresh. And more means us doing something different. We love familiar. We love similar. We love same. We love routine. And it's very good and important in certain areas. But if our whole life and everything we do, especially with the Lord and dreaming and, and influence and expansion of our life and people, if that gets boxed into familiar and similar, we have issues. Because Jesus got up in Luke chapter 4 and said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because, and rattled out a list from Isaiah 61 and the, the, they marveled at the grace, the charis, the kindness of the Lord, which they felt and experienced in the room. The kindness of the Lord was released, impartation, as Jesus spoke. 
and they were feeling things they didn't feel before because grace was new. It's a new word. It's a new person represented. He was always there, but he manifested in a physical body so that people could know what the Father and the Trinity is truly like. Kindness marked him. And they were stunned and they marveled at the gracious words, the kind words that flowed out of Jesus' mouth. And then someone said, hang on, isn't that Joseph's son? And familiarity came in. It's a spirit. It's a wicked spirit. Familiarity. It comes in to say, oh, there's more. No, there's not. Look what you've seen. Look at your history. Look at your past. Look at everything up until today. And we've heard about more, we've prayed for more, but there's not really more. That's familiarity. And it creeps into cloud and put a veil up. But I feel like the Lord is really beautifully this morning removing that lid, removing that barrier, removing the blockage so that you can fully stand up and embrace that there truly is more. We love familiar, we love the same, we love similar, we love, we go to the same shops because we know where everything is. I said to Lee, let's go to Coles. I like new, I like fresh, I like everything beautiful and perfect. I do. She goes, we're not going to Coles because I know everything is at Safeway. I'm like, well, okay then. And it's closer and on our side of the road. But we get so weird with the same, with the similar, with the familiar. So you can be at Hillsong Conference and you have to sit in the same seat every single session. It means you've got to line up well before the doors open so that you can rush in and sit in the exact same seat every single session like a psychopath. Uh, I didn't do, I did sit in a similar area because it was up the back and I was just in stealth mode. I didn't want to talk to anyone because I don't like people. (laughs) Kidding. You know I'm kidding. But there was, there was a couple, there was, there was a couple of elderly people and they got there super early and they sat second row from the back. Normally people go in and they go, they want to get there early to sit up front. But these, these, this couple got there super early and sat second back row so they could nick out when they want to. And they sat there and the, the ushers are saying, can you not sit on the corner? We'd rather you go in first so people don't have to come. They're like, no, no, we really want to sit here. So they, they love the similar, the familiar. This is what we're like. So we're looking at a God of more and different and fresh and, and almost feels innovative but isn't. But the way that we see him and look at him in different ways and catch glimpses of him and, and more of his nature and more of his character feels that way. Feels like he is evolving even though he's not. We're just seeing more of him. We love the same We love the same. We love the similar. You know, cruise control is an interesting thing. I had to really manage myself uh, driving up to Sydney because I set the cruise control for 117, which meant we were, no, 116, yeah, which meant we were doing about 111 and the speed limit was 110. So yes, I was breaking the law. Um, But what happens with cruise control is a lot of people don't use cruise control. So they're erratic 
and all over the place with their speeds. So when you're trying to, over, it's all about overtaking when you're going up to Sydney. It's just about smart driving, cruise control, overtaking, when do I turn, how close do I turn, who's coming up behind me, have they gone into the right lane too early, am I going to have to brake behind the car that I'm coming up to, or am I going to have to speed up and get rid of cruise control, or am I going to have to slow right down, let them pass, then go back up and then overtake the car that they've overtaken and then get cruise control back on, are they having cruise control because their speed looks to be a little bit inconsistent and mine's perfectly consistent, even though I go up a hill, it is consistent, my car revs up because I'm on cruise control and the guy next to me that's overtaking me doesn't realise that I'm on cruise control and thinks that I'm speeding up to not let him in but I'm not doing that because I'm not a jerk but I've got cruise control and if you use cruise control you'd be at a consistent speed and you wouldn't have to keep overtaking me and I wouldn't have to keep overtaking you is that the bane of our life I I overtook the same car four times I'm like mate What are you doing? Have you got cruise control? I said it. It's perfect. It goes up the hill. Sometimes down the hill, it goes a little bit out and we've got to pull it back a bit. But overall, it's very consistent. Cruise control. It's a big deal. And these people don't use it. And you overtake them 17 times. So then you just do 140 and blow them out and then set cruise control. And then you have mind games. So they, like, they don't like me. I think they're going to beat me up at Macca's. Like this goes through our heads. Because this car thought I was speeding up. And then him and his mate are looking at me. And I'm like, I'm on cruise control, mate. I haven't touched it. You're erratic in your driving. And that's your fault from going ease on, ease off. You might be in a conversation. And you just ease off a little bit. Oh, I'm doing 100. Yeah, you are. Do 110 like everyone else. But cruise control. We love it. Think about your life. We just like pressing cruise. We just like cruise. I know it. I, yep, I know it. I know that restaurant. I like that little pack of bickies I get every, every time I go to the supermarket. I buy the same pair of New Balance shoes for 17 years. I buy two at the same time because I love them. D-Box. Exact same New Balance shoes. They'd probably, if you kept them all, there'd be 47 pairs of New Balance shoes. Because when you get something, you like it. It's the shoe. I like it. I'm going to wear, buy, keep buying these women's glasses pants because they're really comfortable. Size 10. Yeah, it's true. So I'm probably going to keep going. I might buy 17 pairs in case they stop. But guys, we love familiar. We love the similar. We love cruising. We hit cruise control. Listen, we hit cruise control in our life and we don't even realise it. And it just had me thinking, what if, what if we're just cruising so that we're in control? We want to be in control. We want to plan it all, everything familiar, everything safe, everything normal. And we just hit cruise control, boom. But it's more than just cruise control. It's so that we can stay with the reins. We can stay with the wheel. We can stay in control. And it's not the heart of God. The whole deal of Christianity is that he gave up control Remember, take this cup from me. Take it from me. I, I don't want to do it. Three times he said it. Says it twice, and then the Bible says, and he said a third time. He gave up his divinity. He gave up his life as a ransom for many. The model of Jesus, he didn't come to be served, Mark, but he came to serve. He came to lose control, so to speak, so that he could model a life unto God. 
overshadowed by God, empowered by God, filled by God, led by God, so that we step into obeying God with a life of sacrifice and praise so that he can do what he put in us because there is more. There's more. Let your life be stirred now as I speak. There is more. Look at the life of Peter. The Bible says that they were tending to their boat fishing with his brother Andrew. The guy's name was Simon, Simon Peter. Jesus said, follow me. Random, weird, what the heck? But you, you, picture, you picture Peter's life. Fisherman. You've got to be consistent to be a fisherman. You've got to have routine. You've got to get up at the right time. You've got to know where the fish are. You've got to be purposeful. You've got to have the right bait. They've got to go to the right tackle shop. Maybe not Peter. But they, they did stuff to, to, to get their gear ready, nets. You just think about it. Maybe his dad, it's quite likely that his dad was a fisherman. It's quite likely that his grandfather was a fisherman. It's all he knew. He, he was in this familiar, familiar state. But guess what? God saw more in Peter. God saw more in Simon. The name change says it all. You are this But no, no, there's way more to you than that. I call you Peter. Name change. So there was something in Peter that knew there was something more. Why do we know this? Because the Bible says that he immediately followed Jesus. That is ridiculous. Immediately. He's in routine. He's in wage. He's in career. He's done it through legacy. He's stepping in. This is what he knows. This is his lot. But deep down, Ecclesiastes, he's put eternity in the hearts of all men. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Eternity. What's that a picture of? It's a picture of more. He's put more in the hearts of all men. And Peter is a man created in the image of God. And he was stuck in familiarity, stuck in same, stuck in similar. And we know that because when Jesus said, a random stranger said, follow me, immediately he went and followed Jesus. And we watch the life of the more in Peter's life blow up. You study the life of Peter and you go through this journey of questions, the the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, the the Elijah and Moses, and should I build box for them? And, And he makes stupid comments all the time, denies Jesus, but he walked on water. He was the first out of the boat after the resurrection, swam to the shore. Bible says that he was stripped for work to do fishing after Jesus had died. Jesus, remember resurrection, you know this, John 21, Jesus on the shore cooking breakfast. And Peter said, it's the Lord. And because of the transformation, because of the more, he put his coat back on to honor the Lord and then jumped in the water and then swam to the Lord. There was more. He denied Jesus three times. And then Jesus said, do you love me three times? And he got whole. He got healed in that moment, emotionally whole in that moment on the beach because there was more. He wasn't just the denier. We talk about Peter all the time as, oh, he denied Jesus. He cut the guy's ear off. He walked on water. What about Acts 3, the gate beautiful, John and Peter, the first miracle of the early church. There was more. He watched Jesus do all the miracles, but then he stepped into more. And he said, silver and gold I do not have. Look at me. Silver and gold I do not have. What I have give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. There is more, church. There is more for you. I love the story when the Bible says that Jesus took them, led them into the area of Caesarea Philippi. 
It was a demonic stronghold of the time. There was a cave there called the gates of hell. And Jesus began teaching. He wanted to teach them about more. And there's four points in this passage that point us towards the more of God. He said, hey guys, who do men say that I am? And they're they're answering. Some say Elijah. There's a bit of word on the street now. Miracles are going out. He's not only talking, but he's doing, which is a really, really beautiful sign. And he's like, some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist. And he's like, okay, that's cool. They were before me. Elijah was unlike anyone else in the Old Testament in terms of signs, wonders, and miracles. If you read Kings, last part of 1 Kings, 2 Kings, it's amazing. And then Elisha comes in, double portion, starts doing miracles. Those two guys, wow, we could do a series on it. Incredible. So that was significant. Elijah's a significant figure in the Old Testament. That's why he was on that Mount of Transfiguration. There's prophecies about the spirit of Elijah coming, that sort of stuff. So he's a big deal. So to say that, some say Elijah because he was a big deal. And this is happening and we haven't heard about anything else from a person apart from this in our history books. So maybe this is Elijah. Some say John the Baptist, which is weird because he was pretty close around the same era and people saw them both together. (laughs) It's a little bit weird. But the whole idea of John was I decreased, not in identity and worth, church, but in acknowledging who he is. So Elijah, John the Baptist, he goes, okay, who, 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 yeah, yeah, but who do you say that I am? He asked the group and one person answered, Peter. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So we've got this idea, there's more. It's not just Elijah, it's not just John the Baptist, there's more, it's Jesus. Then it moves on to this. Jesus said, oh wow, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. They were, they were used to a way of speaking, a way of communicating, person to person. That's how it was happening. Person to person, dialogue, language. This is how it was happening. And something changed in this moment. The Holy Spirit, before the Holy Spirit was sent, which I love it when he cracks open his own rules, just awesome. And he can do that because Psalm 115 says he does what he pleases. So he just went, oh, hasn't been sent yet, but I'm going to speak to Peter directly. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And then this whole thing, wow, okay, so there's an upgrade, there's more in language and communication with God. It's now gone spirit to spirit. It's not just text, it's not just word, person. So it's gone from Elijah, John the Baptist to Jesus, there's more. It's gone from just talking to there's impressions, there's revelation that that reveal the Son of God, which is the number one thing for the world, that Jesus is seen as the Son of God, yeah? That's the different part of this whole deal. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven, there was more. Simon, great name, but this is who you really are. You're a rock. I can trust you. He's prophetically declaring who Simon was. So on this revelation, on the rock, the revelation of Christ, on the revelation of strength and founded on the Son of God, I'm going to build my church. And you've seen Christianity modelled up until now, Peter. You've seen the whole Old Testament. You've got the history books. You've seen how I've been doing things. But there's going to be another upgrade. You're actually going to get the keys to the kingdom. There's more. It's not just what you've been seeing. 
And then Peter, then, so we've got these four things. The upgrade of Elijah, John the Baptist to Jesus. We've got the upgrade. That revelation came rather than just speaking. We've got the, the upgrade of the name change from Simon to Peter. And then we've got the upgrade of how Christianity was done. And now it's upgraded to this, I've got the keys to the kingdom, I've got authority, I can unlock stuff in the spiritual realm, I can say yes and no. Al's got a a flu infection. He hasn't been sick for six years, Al, 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 core team Al, Nonopolis. Hasn't been sick for six six years. Every time he gets a little tickle, he laughs at it, goes away, no joke. And he said he's learnt so much in this last week because we can get familiar we can settle. We just go, oh yeah, okay, well maybe time's up. Six years is a good run. And I'm looking forward to chatting with him. He's reading God is Good at the moment, the book, and he's getting rocked about how he's positioning in life and health and wholeness. If he hadn't been sick for six years, no lie. Might get him to share that one day about that. Every time a little thing came on, he knew he had the keys to the kingdom. Yes, it's for other people, but yes, it's for you. You step in. I, I know who I am. I, I say yes and no, because I know what heaven's like. What's our standard? Our standard is heaven. If it's not in heaven, it can't be on earth. And I get the full manifestation of heaven hasn't happened yet. But the principles, the kingdom, the principles, the realm, the authority of God is the kingdom of God. And those standards and values and principles and truths are all applicable now because Jesus said an outrageous thing. He said, this is how I want you to pray, guys. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not after the second coming, That's going to be awesome. Don't know what it's going to look like. We've got some ideas that the Bible presents, but we don't know exactly how it's going to play out. All we know is that Jesus said, I want you to pray, my kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we sing that song, Lord, come quickly, we're not singing come back. We're not singing come back in that song. We're not singing come back. It's going to be awesome when he does, but saying come back to Jesus is a really big, Not a very nice prayer because you've still got a lot of work to do. If he comes back today, who who goes to heaven, who doesn't? It's challenging. So I've got three quick points as, um, who, are you playing? Can you jump up? That'd be great, Tash. Just in the last couple of minutes. Are we okay? There is more church. I just want to look at three things, three quick things that I want you to take home today. There is more of God. There is more of God. Three things. There is more of God. There is more of you. And there is more to do. There is more of God. There is more of you. And there is more to do. Isaiah 40, 28, it says, Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. There is more to God than we realize. And there's an open invitation for those that have said yes to experience all of him. Colossians 1, 16 says, He was delighted, He was pleased to allow all of his fullness to dwell in Christ. 
and Christ came to model what a relationship with the Father would look like. What was possible for us to live like, to look like. And I want to challenge you with the word that Peter gave us, if you've heard it, if you're stewarding that word about hunger. You know, Bella's incredible. We feed her and she says, more. (laughs) Feed her again, more. We feed her again, more. If I get a punnet of 40 strawberries and give her two, more, two more, more, two more, more. We'll go through that whole punnet and she'll keep saying more. She steals kids' food in crash every week. It's a true story. We're teaching her not to do that. But if I tickle her or kiss her neck or she laughs, she'll, she'll laugh and she'll go, more. And she's got, you know, little quirks and stuff. I'll tickle her and I'll, I'll kiss her neck and, and she'll go, more. But with her food, it's non-stop, isn't it? It is a joke. You, those that know, know. It's not just, oh, I'm sure she eats. No, no, 24-7, non-stop. I want popcorn. I want strawberries. I want biscuits. Last night, I'm like, Bella, I'm cooking dinner. I gave her a couple of things. But, but all in all, I'm pretty good. But she's like, more, 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 more. What would it be like if we positioned ourselves like this church with God, understanding that there is more, that there's more of God for us, and we step into hunger and said, more. Sunday morning, great, great job, guys. Not only on them, you guys have a massive part to play in what happens here on Sunday morning. We have a massive role to play. You sitting in your seat on how he turns up. Oh, that's blasphemous. No, it's not. He's really invested and involved and interested in partnering. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. If no one praises on a Sunday morning, he might tap his foot in heaven and say, I might see you next week. True story. So, but it's, it's this beautiful picture that we get to partner with God. But what if Sunday morning we're like amazing? And again, this is two hours on a Sunday. This is like a speck of our week. So if this is the highlight of your week with God, shivers. But when we come in and we go, yep, that was amazing. Let's leave more. When we read the word and we get rocked by just one scripture, you don't have to read a full chapter. You could read one scripture every day for a week and he's like, sweet. But what if you read it and you're like, more. You're like, Bella. You eat and you're like, more. Worship was great this morning, more. Another opportunity to give, more. Listen to a podcast during the week, more. Next week's going to be awesome, more. Conference is going to be awesome, more. Seth Dahl in October is going to be awesome, more. Looking forward to the vision being shared in November, December for next year, more. Presence, health, influence, more. We've seen amazing presence. People are parked on Toodle Road, rocked by the presence, more. People are getting healthy and whole. Churches and schools and community are asking us to do marriage classes, parenting classes. And we're like, that is amazing, more. We're like, the influence is happening. I've got a meeting with the mayor, as I told you, on on the 19th. This, pray for that meeting, for the favour of the Lord to rest upon him, that he experiences Jesus. I'm not intending to go in to preach. It's maybe on the last on my list. If it comes up, it comes up. But we'll share our heart for the church. And we're going to keep moving forward. And we're going to keep saying more. Because there's more. As long as, as long as, As long as the death rate from men 15 to 40, the highest form of death from men aged 15 to 40 is suicide, there's more to do. 
as long as there's 27 million people still in slavery today, trapped in houses, there's more to do. There's more. Until all of our family and friends, picture them now, until all of our family and friends and work colleagues and those that we love say yes to Jesus, there's more. Until you are the version of him that he intends you to be, fully whole, fully, fully healthy, nothing hidden, no secrets. If you've got secrets and you're the only one that knows, uh-oh. Fully free, fully open, fully whole. Until that time, there's more. And even when we get to that time, there's more. Because the Apostle Paul made an incredible statement in Philippians 3.12. He said, not that I've already obtained all this, but I keep pressing on. And the signs and wonders and miracles and thousands of people that he saw saved up until that point. And he said, not that I've already obtained this or have been made perfect, but I press on because there is more. Let's stand to our feet. Jesus, there is more of him. There is more of you. Who are you? Close your eyes, please. Church, I love you. Who are you? What makes you laugh? What makes you happy? What causes you fear? What causes you worry? Who are you? There is more to you than we realize. There's more to you than you realize. Every person that you say, hey, you doing? Good to see you. See you next week. There's more to that person. You're going to say hello to some people after church. There's more to them than you realize. But, but talking to you on a personal level, there is more to you than you realize. There is more to you than you realize. Do you know that there's an acorn? There's an oak tree in an acorn. Did you know that? There's, a, there's an oak tree, a 25-meter tree, height and width in an acorn. Yeah, I just declare, come alive in Jesus' name. Yeah, come alive in Jesus' name. I'm not saying you're dead, but I'm saying come alive. Who are you? What are you happy about? How's your marriage? How's your fr- have you got a best friend? Holy Spirit. How do you experience love? There's five amazing love languages. How do you, how do you experience love? How are you doing? There is more to you. You are an oak tree. You are an oak tree. Jesus' name. What are the promises? What are the prophecies? What are the things spoken over you? There is an oak tree in an acorn. There is more in the acorn that we can see. There is more in you that we can see. The loaves and the fishes was an incredible story. There was more in those loaves and fishes than we can realize. And they didn't just have enough. There was more left over. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that there's more. There's more of you, God. There's more of us. There is more to us and there is more for us and there is more to do. We never stop. We never shrink back. We never settle. We're never familiar. And we just say, God, help us with this. Come on, let's sing this song.